Hi there, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Smashing the Ceiling with me, Naomi Mella. On this podcast, we love to showcase the lives of women who have achieved amazing things in their careers, those who've got a really cool or unusual job, and some who have just had a really interesting life. If you're looking for inspiration for your career, if you feel a little stuck or bored with what you're doing right now, or if you're in search of the road less traveled job-wise, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I sit down with one woman to dig a little deeper into the how of it all. How did they get where they are? How they picked themselves up when things didn't go right? And how their mentors, mistakes and motivations have led them to achieve the things they have. We are returning to our series on career skills for this week's episode and today we are discussing networking. Love it or loathe it, building your network is key to building your career and we will be looking at how you can leverage the strengths in your own personality to help you in this field. For most of us, the word networking brings to mind excruciating post-work events with people you don't know standing around in ones and twos looking awkward. Those sorts of things can reduce the most outgoing person to a silent wreck, particularly if you don't go with anyone you know. People associate networking with being pushy and overbearing and others tend to hide away from networking because they don't want to be labelled as this type of person. But it's a two-way street and really networking is a way of getting to know someone better and finding ways that they might be able to help you and that you can help them in return. And do remember, it's not just organised events that constitute networking. You are constantly meeting people in your career and thus building your network. If you do the whole meeting people thing right and master your skills in networking, then you'll be memorable. People will hopefully remember both your name and your face, or at least one, and the whole thing will perpetuate in a wonderful cycle of improvement for you at work. That is the theory, anyway. (laughs) The first thing to say, though, is that whatever form it comes in, networking is hard and it takes effort. It's a little bit like dating, which as a person who internet dated for quite a while, I can tell you is also hard at times, and it takes time and effort, so don't be put off at the beginning. Networking is an ongoing process that requires persistence, attention, organisation, and goodwill. But if you incorporate the art of networking into your job search, you will definitely gain opportunities and build relationships that will hopefully last a lifetime. You may have friends who walk into a room whom everybody wants to come and spend time with, people who dazzle, who laugh, and who don't make networking feel like networking. They just naturally hold everyone's attention. Damn these people, I am definitely not one of them. But the good news is that even if you are a natural introvert, you can learn some skills to help you feel more relaxed and to make your own life a little bit easier. Becoming good at networking offers you a great opportunity to present yourself, to find new connections and to even bag yourself a new job. I don't do a lot of formal networking by any stretch of the imagination, but the last five jobs I've had have all come through people I know or people I've met through work and none of those jobs were ever advertised. Sometimes it's just a question of being in the right place at the right time, but bear in mind that success often isn't a coincidence. Successful networkers work hard to develop relationships, to establish their credibility, and to share their information and their knowledge. The key way to make sure that you're spending time talking to the right people to help your career is, as ever, planning. 
As somebody somewhere, and don't ask me who it was, <laughs> said, proper prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. And it is true. If you don't think about why you're networking or what the point of it is, then it will basically be a waste of time. Firstly, spend a bit of time thinking about your goals for the next year and write them down. Then break each one down into shorter term goals. If, like me, you can't handle too many things at once, then try listing just two or three. Then try and think of three people for each of your short-term goals that you think you'd like to meet to help you accelerate or kickstart that goal. These people could be mentors, friends, friends of friends, someone you've seen on LinkedIn, someone you've seen at work, a potential investor, you get the picture. Be thorough and do your research into people who will help you achieve your goals faster. Then work out the best ways to meet these people. Before you get stuck in, Make sure your online profile is up to date as well, clean and fit for human consumption. You all know what I mean, and we all have incriminating photos somewhere. But set your privacy settings accordingly if you don't want people to find things out about you. Because if you're networking with the hope of getting a new job, bear in mind that employers often use social media platforms to probe potential candidates and even to check your skills and experience. So If your social media is a mess of you getting drunk with your friends, you might want to clean that up. The best and easiest way to meet people is through people that you already know. Stick around with them and if you're comfortable to do so, tell them who the people are that you're looking to meet. Being introduced to someone through a friend or colleague or joining a new group of people for post-work drinks or something similar means you will very likely receive a nice warm welcome and hopefully an introduction to the person you really wanted to meet. Social media is also an effective way to get to know contacts better and if you're more of an introvert it doesn't carry the pressure of a face-to-face meeting that you might not be quite prepared for. I've been really lucky to have made some fantastic friends and got to know some colleagues within the veterinary sphere online through Twitter, through Facebook groups or Instagram. And some of these connections have led to fruitful working partnerships at a later date. If you contribute to discussion or have a professional presence on social media, you're more likely to get noticed. Seek out like-minded or key contacts you would like to know better on LinkedIn or wherever you hang out most. Comment and interact on articles and posts that they share, leverage the contacts that you have in common, and start a conversation if you can. When you eventually have the opportunity to meet them in person, if you do, it will be easier as you already quote unquote know this person and should therefore have a lot to talk about. If you can't get a direct introduction, look at other ways to meet people that you're interested in. Maybe they're speaking at a panel event that you can attend. Or maybe you should reach out directly and ask if they would consider having a coffee with you. As we've mentioned so many times before on this podcast, it is often the most successful people who are the most giving of their time, as they understand the importance of giving back to others. Remember that your time is precious too, though. And if you've wasted numerous evenings, I mean, who hasn't, attending mind-numbingly boring, excruciatingly awkward networking events, then you'll understand the importance of defining your target audience and working out how to get in the room with them. Once you've achieved this, you need to build a connection. And the two key things to this, which we discussed at length in the listening skills episode of this series are to pay attention and listen like your life depends on it, then to ask insightful questions that challenge the person that you're meeting. 
This will really help you to be memorable, which is one of the main goals of meeting others that can help your career. Peter Thiel, who founded PayPal amongst other multi-billion dollar companies, has said that to achieve your goals more quickly, you need to ask better questions when you're speaking with someone, to not only put yourself in a category of someone that thinks differently, but to force the other person to think in a new way that helps him or her grow. So ask better questions and force the other person to think differently. Piece of cake, right? Yeah, it's actually quite tricky. And it's definitely where the preparation aspect comes in for networking. But if you can nail this, you will go far and you'll get there quickly. When you're engaged in conversation, listen to the other person's needs and concerns so you can find opportunities to help them. In many ways, networking is about connecting the dots. Listening will enable you to help people make the connections they seek and to solve the problems that they have. As ever, when we talk about listening and questioning, maintain eye contact, don't fidget, think about what the other person is saying, not about what you're about to say next. And remember that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. (laughs) The faster that you and your networking partner learn what you need to know about each other and what the other person needs, the faster you'll establish a valuable relationship. In summary, listen hard, ask good questions, learn, repeat. Presenting a positive attitude is also key to the concept of building a connection. Your attitude or how you take things in general is the first thing that people see when they meet you. A positive attitude makes people want to cooperate and associate with you, which is why positive business professionals are like magnets. I mentioned earlier about the people who make working a room look effortless. And often those people smile a lot, they laugh a lot, and they often exude positivity. Other people want to be around them, which in business is a powerful trait. It's often said that people will forget what you say and what you do, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And there are numerous examples of successful people on the world stage who are reputed masters of making you feel like the most important person in the world when you're talking to them. Unsurprisingly, two people whose names come up most often with this skill are Barack Obama and Bill Clinton they didn't become president for no reason. It doesn't matter in the course of your networking if you only meet one or two people. In fact, I'd encourage you to aim for quality, not quantity. Each separate person you meet will know approximately another 200 people. That's an average, apparently. And if you can gain introduction to some of these contacts, you will quickly increase your own network and your chances of finding an extremely valuable connection. Ask your contacts if they can recommend an organisation or the names of some of the people that you should be talking to, and you can contact them in future to help you build your network a little bit more. To become a good networker, you need the right mindset, and it may be useful to bear in mind that when networking, everyone, whoever they are, has something to learn and something to gain. Think about the people you meet as potential friends, not potential business contacts. Those that might offer you an opportunity are probably approached by hundreds of people like you annually after their time and their attention. So forget about putting on your game face. You just want to be you. Think about it like meeting a person at a party that might become a friend. Find something you have in common and just chat. Build bridges initially rather than launching in and asking for something. 
At the end of the day, if you've got niche skills that someone needs in their business, you can have the shittiest personality going about and you'll still be an essential part of a company. But for the rest of us mere mortals, your skills and qualifications are important. But mostly people want to work with other people that they like. And building a rapport in the first instance is the most crucial aspect of a first meeting. Networking is not just asking everyone you know for a job. In fact, when you network, it's probably not the best tactic to just march up to someone and ask them for a position. What you are after is mainly information that will assist you in your career and to build relationships so when a potential opportunity may arise in future, your contacts within your network will be willing to put you forward and recommend your name. I read a quote whilst researching this episode that said, We hear people talking about putting on their networking game, and I can't help but wonder how many showers they'll need to take afterwards to rid themselves of the inauthenticity. It's likely that the people you're trying to reach get approached by dozens, if not hundreds of people just like you, and it's not difficult for them to weed out the people who are, quotes, putting on a face. Authenticity is really important, and I realise that it's extremely easy to say, just be yourself, But sincerity really is the best way to approach situations like this. Being sincere and authentic doesn't mean being boring, though. If you're a funny person and the situation presents itself, use your humour to break the ice. If you're particularly empathetic, show the other person how quickly you can build a bond with them. If your strength is your knowledge and intellect, maybe seek out people with whom you can have a more cerebral kind of conversation. You get the picture. The bottom line is, is if you are sincerely interested in the person to whom you are talking, he or she will know that. Authenticity will also contribute to building trust, which is one of the cornerstones of building a successful new working relationship, whether through networking or more generally in the workplace. I said earlier that people want to work with other people that they like, but they're also more likely to give help and advice to or work with someone that they trust. Think about it from your own point of view. You meet someone new. It doesn't matter how successful that person is. If you instinctively don't trust them, you won't work with them. When someone helps you or gives you a personal reference, they're putting their reputation on the line. So it's important to be trustworthy and to trust them in return. If you're thinking about a new job, one easy yet highly effective way to network is to ask other people that you've met and with whom you've established a relationship to review your CV and give you feedback on how to improve it. These may be people that you've only met once or twice but really admired, who may see your credentials and realise they know a company or have a connection to whom you would be perfectly suited. Getting objective feedback on your CV is also a really good way of tightening it up. When reviewing your CV, your contacts will discover things about you that they didn't previously know, your previous jobs, your work history, your objectives, etc. And that fresh perspective may in turn lead to opportunities you hadn't envisaged. The final key to being successful at networking is to always follow up when you've met someone interesting or important. So many people don't do this and it's the missing step that we all forget. If you want to establish a rapport, find a reason to get in touch with the person you've just met and keep the relationship going. You might contact them to see how a big meeting or pitch went, or offer congratulations if the football team they support won last weekend. 
If you read an article that adds to a discussion you had when you met each other, save it and send it to them with a little note about why you thought they'd be interested and how it might benefit them. Try and find at least two or three opportunities annually to reconnect with members of your network, even if this just means randomly following up a few months later with no agenda. Offer to help where you can or just to go for a coffee and foster the relationship to a different level. We live in a world now where people take more than they give. So if you're able to share that you care about others and want to help them, it will put you into a whole different category within your network. If you don't follow up, you can be guaranteed that people won't really bother to help you if you meet them again. Linked to this is always remembering to say thank you. Remember that networking is about creating a genuine caring relationship. So showing gratitude is absolutely vital. Having been forced to write them every Christmas and birthday since time immemorial, I am a fan of a thank you note and will always try and write one for everything I go to and for every gift I receive. It doesn't always happen and if you've helped me and I haven't written to you then I can only apologise. But I myself love receiving cards or letters from others so I think it's a nice thing to do. From a professional perspective though, a message or an email may be more than sufficient to acknowledge the information or contacts someone has given you. But if you want to send a card, send a card. One tip I've been given previously is also to keep brief notes on people that you meet. This is next level organisation and I can't say it's something that I'm very good at. But if they say they're having a baby or that they're obsessed with opera or whatever it may be, you can tailor your next correspondence with a personal touch and people really appreciate this. As a side note before we finish, I'm just going to mention an extension of networking that if you're confident and skilled may really help you to develop your career. The fastest way to grow your own network is to introduce two people who can benefit from each other, often with no discernible immediate benefit to yourself. The term super connector is one that has been coined in the entrepreneur world to describe people that do this. It's a simple strategy and one that will make you out as being on a different level from a networking perspective. If you've ever met anyone who listened to a problem you might be having and said, I'll introduce you to someone that can help you with that, then you've encountered a super connector. These are people that have an abundance mentality who don't keep account of what people have done for them and how many favours they need to repay because they are always willing to give, to connect and to share. And they realise that there is enough room for everyone to succeed. So by pushing others upwards, you organically and naturally improve your own lot. So try and connect as many other people as you can. Super connectors are naturally friendly and they enjoy seeing other people prosper. Earlier, I mentioned that networking is like dating. Well, think of being a super connector as more like being a matchmaker. If you can recognize when other people may benefit one another instead of just benefiting you, then you're onto a winner. I have entirely changed my mindset about networking over the last few months and now think about it in a very different way to how I used to. I love the concept of networking as farming rather than hunting. And what I mean by that is that you are growing and nurturing your network until it achieves fruitfulness, like a farmer. You're not setting others in your sights to bring them down, like a hunter, in order to promote yourself. It's about building mutually beneficial business relationships. And it's only when you realise this that you will succeed in creating a powerful personal network. 
If you've managed to to successfully network or maybe you've introduced two people that have been friends, business partners or colleagues, go you, you're a super connector, then I would love to hear your stories. Drop me an email at smashingtheceiling at gmail.com and I'll read out any good ones that I get next week. That's all for this week though. If you've enjoyed this episode, please just share it wherever you can on your own social media. And if you found the podcast interesting or useful, then tell a friend, as we're always keen for new listeners. If you can find it in your heart to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or show us some love on your socials, then I would love you very much as it helps others to find us. Otherwise, see you next time.